That writer guy. That writer guy. That writer guy. That writer guy. Podcast with Lyman Reed. Hello and welcome back to That Writer Guy Podcast. I am your host, Lyman Reed. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to write a query letter. Now, a query letter is something that you will want to do if you are wanting to talk with an agent, look at getting a traditionally published book, or talk with a publisher about traditionally publishing your book. And you can't do it without a query letter. Uh, If you have a different way of doing it and being successful and having your book interested and looked at and even published with a traditional publisher, I want you to let me know because that is news to me. I didn't know that was possible. So send me a message. Let me know on Facebook, that writer guy podcast. Tell me how you did it because inquiring minds want to know. But if you are typically going to do something where you go the traditional publishing route, you're going to have to do a query letter. And we talked about why it's important. And in this episode, we're talking about how you write your query letter. And there are some specific things. The biggest thing I can tell you is don't get cute. This is not the time for you to get cute about how you just want to write a letter to a publisher or an agent. And you're going to do it your own way because surprise, surprise, like with many other things, there are certain ways that are expected. Is that going to say that your cutesy way might not get you noticed? Yes, but it might get you noticed in the wrong way. And that's like, look, this person's doing their own thing. Yeah, it's cute. It got my attention. But at the same time, it's it's not it's not what everybody else is doing. It's not form like. Okay, they're going to toss it aside. You will run that possible risk. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I am saying it is not in your best interest overall. So what are some things you need to do in regards to writing a query letter? Because you're basically seducing an agent. You're seducing a publisher. And let's say you've written, let's say you've written a 60,000 word book or manuscript or a 100,000-word manuscript, or somewhere in there. Let's say you that's your range, 60 to 100,000 words. You have to create a query letter that is 300 words or less. That's basically what a query letter is. You want to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. You want to make it so that they want to read through your query letter, but you're giving them enough to... Make them interested in your manuscript and you're going to want them to then go and read the sample manuscript or then request a sample manuscript or the full manuscript for them to look at. And they're going to want to do that from you. So keep it simple and keep it to the point. So you always want to format your query letter with your address, your name and your address at the top of the page, right? Justified. And then the agent's address left justified from there you do a personalized greeting you want to give them the acknowledgement and the understanding that you have taken the time to figure out who they are not just to whom it may concern not to dear publisher name something like that uh not you no you want to figure out if you can now some of them it's very difficult to find out a physical agent's 
name or a publisher's name or whoever you need to actually direct that queried letter to. Sometimes that is difficult. In those situations, you can go off the publisher and you can just move from there. But if you can find a name, that is so much better because it shows that you took the initiative to figure out who you were supposed to send this to. So then you personalize your greeting by acknowledging their name and then you're actually getting into the query letter. It's generally three to five paragraphs. Again, shorter is better. If you can try to stick it to three, that would be perfect. Now, if you don't have a specific connection with the agent, the highly suggested way, from what I have understand, from what I have read, is to immediately get into the action because this is your opportunity to hook the literary agent or the publisher. If you do this, your whole objective is to keep the agent wanting to read more. That is the full goal for any author. If you're writing a query letter, you want to get that publisher or that agent to want to keep reading past the first line in the first paragraph of your query letter. If you don't, they're going to toss it aside. You're going to get a rejection later, and then you're just going to have to move on from there. The first paragraph is your opportunity to hook them. It is their opportunity to grab a line, sink that hook into them, and reel them in or start reeling them into what you're wanting to do. The second paragraph, now that you have hooked the agent and they're wanting to read more, it's uh, this is where you summarize. This is where you're going to give a cliff notes or a, um, it's it, this isn't, okay, I'm going to stop right here. This is not where you insert your blurb for your book. You don't do that. You, the, book of, the book blurb that you have for your book is for the back of the book. It is not what you want to use for when you're querying a literary agent or a traditional publisher. They don't care about that. They want you to basically summarize your story for them and... That can be a challenge. You've just written 60 to 100,000 words or however many words you wrote, and now you have to summarize it. You want to discuss your main characters. You want to discuss what happens and what choices they make. But you don't want to give away everything. You want to structure this like it's a cliffhanger. But Lyman, isn't that what my book blurb is doing? It's giving them information but not giving them everything, and it's going to make them want to read the book because it's setting them up as, as a... Yes, yes, okay, I get it. You're summarizing for the literary agent or the publisher just like you would when you're doing the back of your book for a book blurb, but you don't want to use the book blurb unless you do. I'm not saying you can't. I know some who have done it and who have been successful at it, but guess what? Their book blurb ended up getting changed by the publisher because the book blurb was not what the publisher felt would be compelling enough to be on the back of the book anymore because they used it to make the publisher or the literary agent want to read their stuff. I know it's confusing. I don't quite get it myself, but this is what I have seen happen. Don't use the book blurb that's on the back of your book as the part that you're going to use to summarize your book for the literary agent or the publisher. Just don't do it. Once you get there, everybody usually likes to put their bio, who they are, what they are. They like to put that up at the top. Don't do this. 
you want to use the very first one or two chapters to hook that agent. You don't want to say, well, my name is Lyman and I have been an author since 2014 and I have written military fiction and fantasy and I live in the quaint location of Kansas right near the Oklahoma. You know what? They don't care. I mean, they do, but they don't. They really won't care if that's the very first thing you lead off with, though. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They want to know what your story is, why they should be interested in it, and they want you to hook them in, and then they want to know what everything about your story is. Then they want to know about you as a person, you as a writer, but you need to keep it relevant to writing. If you have any writing awards, add that. If you have any credibility or you've been taking courses or say, I know some people who attend uh, yearly writing courses and they attend conferences and things like that. One that comes to my mind is, is 20 books to 50 K. They have a yearly event. Um, they do different events throughout the year, actually. And it's, it's, it's hosted and it's run by Craig Martell. Wonderful man. He has some phenomenal books out there. He is a wise, wise man. And he is one of my personal idols. So I definitely wanted to give him a shout out. But he has, and 20 books to 50K has some wonderful conferences. You can put in there that you attend these on a yearly basis. Or you could put in there that you have writing experience. If you've done writing for newspapers, you've done freelance writing, you've done anything writing related, you could put in here. Just don't overdo it. If you put too much information it's going to feel like you're bragging more than it is telling them about you. So less is more. Limit what you're going to say. If you've won awards, that's great. If you've done yearly conferences like the 20 books to 50K, that's great. You could do that as well. But you want to keep it short. Really, honestly, book paragraph three is like th two to four, maybe three or four sentences max. You don't want more than that. The thing is, with query letters, it's nothing. It's not something that's new. It's been around for quite a long time. People have been trying to seduce and trying to talk to literary agents and traditional book publishers and everything else for a very long time. So you're not starting something new, so you don't have to try to figure out exactly how to do it. There are very simple steps and very simple processes. Do use short paragraphs and short sentences. Your letter is going to be one of, of dozens, hundreds to thousands that this agent or publisher is going to be receiving whenever you send it out and it will be receiving that week between you and me personally. They're, they're going to be skimming. They're not really going to be reading in depth because they're going to be looking for something that's going to catch their eye. So it needs to be easy for them to skim through your letter and you need to make it crisp to the point and very, very detailed. You want them to be able to skim through and read through all of your stuff before they move to the next one. And the best way to do that is by keeping everything as very, very short as possible. Another thing that you need to do is you need to use a similar tone when it comes to writing your query letters as your narrative is your book a funny book you need to inject some of that humor into your book is your book a romance you need to inject some of the romantic aspect mimic what you're writing in your query letter 
to help make it so that when they transition from the query letter, if they transition from that to your sample writing, they're going to get the same tone of voice. And another one, this is a really, really big one. And I'm leaving it for last for a very particular reason. Submission guidelines for every editor, every agent, every publisher, every book cover, every this and that when it comes to writing, they're very specific and they're very, very picky about what you do and don't do. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to editors, publishers, book covers, literary agents, anybody that you work with, they are going to have certain criteria and certain things they need you to follow. And that's going to in turn show them that you are serious about doing this. Book publishers, trad traditional book publishers for that matter, and literary agents are the most important when it comes to that. And there's submission guidelines. You need to look at the individual guidelines for each and every potential publisher or literary agent you are looking at. Because not every single person is the same. Some of them have very specific type font, very specific spacing on their lines and everything else. They have certain things they need. Even in your query letters, they can say, we want you to put X, Y, Z. And the reason they're doing that is they want to see who's paying attention and who can follow directions. So you can find that if you don't follow directions and you just sent off a slew of of query letters, a whole bunch of those would literally not get read because you didn't take the time to do the research to figure out what they wanted, what they didn't want, and then you just sent them out. Because guess what? Some of them only accept email submissions. Some of them might not even accept email. They might just accept mail, physical mail submissions. And that includes your manuscript sample. You have to physically print out your manuscript submission, the sample that you're going to send them, and you have to mail it in a manila envelope. I mean, or some of them might have a choice where you could do either both emails or mail. Just be smart, do the research, take the time, and you're going to get through it. And you could get everything down to the letter, to the T, to the dot, all of these things. And we'll go from there. You never know what you might find if you take the time to do the research and do an awesome query letter. And that is all the time I have for this particular episode. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would like to thank my sponsors, Firesong Publishing Services, Scout Media, Estrella Editing, Three Ravens Publishing, and Dragon Lady Art for their continued sponsorship of this wonderful podcast. It is without their sponsorship, I would not be able to do what I do, so I can't thank them enough. You can find all five sponsors on my website, www.limonrate.com. Head over to the That Writer Guy podcast page. All five are right there with what they do, how they do it, what they can do for you, and how you can reach out to them. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any previous episode on this podcast, I would like to ask that you please consider buying me a cup of coffee or becoming a patron of my podcast on Patreon. If you would like to buy me a cup of coffee, you can do so by going to my Facebook page, That Erratic Guy Podcast. Give me a like, follow, leave a message, let me know you are there. And then at the top is the gift card button. Give that a click and that'll take you over to the Buy a Cup of Coffee page where you can buy me one, two, or however many cups of coffee you would like to. 
Or you can go right on back to my website, www.limonrate.com, and head over to the That Rider Guy podcast page where you'll find the Buy a Cup of Coffee page as well. And only $3 per cup, and I do enjoy some coffee, so I would appreciate any cups purchased. However, if you would like to become a patron on Patreon, just head over to Patreon, type in that writer guy podcast where yours truly will appear six different tiers are available for you with this podcast each one geared just a little bit differently and any cups of coffee purchased or any patronage provided through patreon is truly appreciated now the very next episode that we're going to discuss here on that writer guy podcast is going to be about the rejections that you will most likely receive with your query letters after you've sent them out. And I'm going to talk all about that next time, but until then, keep the words flowing, the ideas going, and happy writing.